Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be rewarded. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 432 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Be recorded for you a little late uh, this Sunday morning, the 5th of February at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. Left coast, Pacific coast, coast to the most. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. What pow! Holding up the whiskey sign. How you doing, Ivor? Thanks for... Thanks for... Uh, thanks for... Thanks for nothing, man. You're fired. Yes, but that means it's time to drink. God damn it. You, you know, you're, why are you fired? Don't talk back to me. You're fucking fired. You no, know, you're fired because you haven't fixed my chair. Sorry, if you hear this shit throughout the podcast, it's Ivor Molina's fault. Ironically, our cack engineer. But, whiskey time. Mmm. Mmm. Oh boy, I needed that. Um, that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends 2023 at 0200 hours. Um, really apologize for this chair, but I can't afford to get a new one, and it's the only chair that I have left in the Fortress of Darkness here. But anyway, we have a huge show for you, and we're going to try to keep it short. Because it is late. It's past our bedtime, as if. Um, as if we have a bedtime anymore. Go to bed, old man! No, um... But we do have a big show for you. We're going to try to keep this to around 40 minutes. Hopefully. Maybe even less than that. Um, so, straight to our top stories. First off, still off my meds. Great! Wonderful! And it's getting really, really bad. But that's a different story. Um, I'm broke as fuck! Marauders is still borked. Uh, and yeah, that brings us, that's where we last left our heroes. Same as last week, every week. How we doing? Same as usual. That bad, huh? Yeah, that bad. Um, we've taken time out of our busy MSLA, uh, resin printing, uh, process. We're now, I'm now into, um, uh, making, uh, lithophanes. Because 
when I first discovered them back in the day day like 10 years ago when I first got into 3D printing um, I always wanted to print one but they never fucking worked now with resin oh my god 8 minutes bam it's off the build plate I mean it's incredible and so I'm, I'm printing out a bunch of uh, birthday presents for a friend of the show friend, I mean a friend of mine and a f- not a friend of the show a friend of mine uh, whose birthday I missed 2 days ago but anyway off to a bad start here, Ivor. Let's see what we got in the rundown. Oh, yes. Okay, so last night at the bar where I drink at here in Las Vegas, um, I met a really cool dude. He's a total dork like me. You know, he's a big nerd, whatever. Real cool guy. Really smart. We were talking about programming and stuff. This is like at 1 o'clock in the morning. It's pretty funny, too. Um, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, so, well, what are you doing? We were talking poker originally, because anyway, he, he, you know, he um, he was semi-professional for a number of years. That's what actually brought him out to Vegas, but he's a coder. And he knows, he knew his shit, you know, you, you can tell when someone knows what the fuck they're talking about. And he could tell that I knew what the fuck I was talking about after a certain point. And he's like, man, what the fuck? No one understands this shit. You know, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I I do a podcast and uh Yep. Um but then I pulled out my tattoo. I have a Venture Brothers tattoo and it was like perfect timing. He almost fell out of his fucking chair. But here's the funny thing, why am I telling you about this guy? We're going to have a lot more from this particular individual who may or may not be na- wish to be named on air. I don't know if we'll, we'll actually be able to get him to come on the show, but I do need to interview this guy. Why? Because I'm like, who do you work? You know, so you know, what, you know, what brought you out to Vegas? Oh yeah, no, but I, but my day job, I'm a programmer. I work in anti-cheat. I'm like, oh, please tell me you don't fucking work for Easy Anti-Cheat. It's like, oh no, no, I don't work for them anymore. I pulled out my knife and I slammed it on the fucking bar top. I have a Gerber straight straight knife for uh sculpture. Um I didn't I didn't open it up. I didn't like threaten the guy with it, but I it was very threatening even though I was joking. Um I'm like we will pave your graves when you are gone. So yes, he did work for Easy and I cheat and he worked for Epic and he has some interesting stories about Tim Sweeney and he can explain a lot of the antipathy and uh, malevolence directed there from by said organizations, entities and individuals uh, towards Linux and he's a fucking cool guy we, I'm gonna, you know, next time I see him, I give him my card I see him, he lives across the street from the bar so I was like, I see him all the time um I'm really gonna try to get him to go on the record with some of this stuff. Could be a, you know, it's one thing we've never done on this show is like actually break real hardcore news news that's outside the toy aisle of the video. Anyway, it'll, it'll be fun to hear some of his stories and just talk to him. Hopefully, I'll be able to record him. He'll consent to that, even if it's on deep background or whatever. Because um, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure that he's very interested in attracting the ire and wrath and public attention of um, the goon swarm that you know and face the political, the um, not political, the. Uh, professional repercussions of you know blah 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 and he's a cool guy and I, I don't want to do anything to fuck with him if it come at worst case scenario I'm going to get some severe mega doses of facts I talked to the guy for three hours last night it was like four o'clock in the morning when I left the bar it was crazy um, crazy night last night um, so yeah there's that it was so funny because I'm like dude it's called the best links games podcast that's when I pulled out my knife Oh yeah, and my tattoo, your Venture Brothers tattoo is so great. Almost fell out of his chair. He was like, "Oh yeah, dork right." Game recognizes game. Dork recognizes dork. Cool guy, cool guy. Very, very interesting. We're talking about uh, the sophisticity of uh, heuristic-based AI-driven um, cheat, uh, dete- uh, cheat detection and zero-day you know, the possibility of maybe soon having, instead of, 
having like a hypervisor and then constraints that you know spit out a number of possible solutions instead of doing that or even doing the iterative fucking feedback loop um, method for you know the Bayesian method for uh, training up a neural network to understand what it should do and what it should prevent you know things that like you know because it's like it's that's kind of everything you know blah but and what to recognize and you know blah blah instead of doing either of those the possibility of having stochastic analysis of actual gameplay in terms of not just probability but of uh, all sorts of different ways of cheating fucking over the system and doing it with AI and also how to and thereby you know once you understand how to make the lock then once you know how to break the lock then you know everything about how to make the lock better you know what I mean so it was a fascinating conversation with this guy last night we'll talk hopefully we'll have him on the show sometime soon but this is still a huge episode and we're running out of time also in our top stories, one of our favorite games from last year, which is still in early access, We Who Are About to Die, the uh, gladiatorial uh, combat game roughly based off of uh, Roman history and uh, obviously an homage to Gladiator and the movie and uh, the Mountain Blade combat system, which is vastly improved in uh, We Who Are About to Die went through a massive update the first major update since Jordy took a well, the developer took a well-deserved break and he's hired more people so he's no longer a one-man army which is great news because he's already rolling out new shit on a massive scale it's a really good for those of you who are one-man army uh, solo developers one interesting tip that runs counterintuitive to what I have tried to aspire to do and fail that miserably every project that I have attempted to actually complete, which of which there are like very limited in terms of the game industry. One of the things I always thought was that you should release like either midsummer or April. April's when books that have legs come out always. Um, Midsummer though puts you right in the sweet spot where the only thing you're if you want to like gun for game of the year or gun for major holiday sales, bam, release it in July. No, Jordy released uh, We Are About to Die into early. It's one of my favorite games of last year, and the only reason why I didn't make our our game of the year awards show list thing and or if not when is that it's still very much it only been out for like a couple of months at that point but it was in early access and Ivor you're fired because he didn't write down the release date like I asked him to in the show notes but that game I know Ivor you're not psychic but that's what I pay you for yeah that's why your check is all zeros get the fuck out of it you're fired Ivor, you're fired. You've been voted off the island. Um, what was I saying? Uh, so, counterintuitively, though, if you're going to release into early access, meaning that your game is not technically available for Game of the Year awards consideration for the year of its initial release, because it's only in early access, I highly suggest doing a late in the year, like after October release. It's an interesting thing because then you get much more legs throughout the rest of, you know, maybe like the next 18 months, maybe 12 months. Uh, I'm not sure what his timeline looks like, but he's hiring more people which is awesome. And we're still talking about the game and the game has gone significantly better. Um, Performance-wise, it's not quite as good. It's a little more um, twitchy. Uh, in terms of its unique control scheme, which involves dragging the mouse back, we check out our our big features on it. We've done tons of them, uh, but the new features, other than redesigning, uh, actually refactoring the game or whatever you want to call it, for a different version of the game's engine, which obviously took a lot of time and getting some well rest, some well deserved and hard earned. Uh, time off from the project. I mean, he was still just a one-man... He's an illustrator by trade, but he was a one-man army in terms of this development. 
of this game, which took him five years and he quit it four times. And it's, it's very, I, I like this guy a lot. It's his development process is very, very recognizable and similarity to my own disastrous attempts. But anyway, moving on. Um, he rolled out uh, two new characters, a lot of graphic improvements, the two new characters, the two new classes that you can play as, one of which is very interesting, uh, is uh, it's a blacksmith apprentice, and then the interesting one is disgraced or desperate politician. The desperate politician starts with absolutely nothing other than four grand, and his entourage of two bodyguards is always present. It is almost impossible for him to earn to turn the crowd in his favor, meaning that fame is pretty difficult to get, especially early on. Once you get some kills under your belt and some, you know, you know, some matches underneath your belt, and you you you've managed to you know take a bunch of combat lessons from your scalo. It's all about fucking bobbing and weaving and using whatever fucking trash the audience sends you. Audience has been updated. Lots of tons, tons and tons and tons of minor improvements. Big major improvements. If you've been waiting to check out We Are About to Die. Also, it now runs on DirectX 12, with the op- which doesn't work on Linux, for me at least, but with the option to run it in DirectX 11, which does work on Linux still. Um, it's a fabulous game. Check it out. We Are About to Die. Um, our banner, our, we're going to do a full review of Bannerlord next week because, uh, as you heard in our supplemental episode 431B last week, to make up for the horribly drunken stone episode that we recorded, uh, episode 431, primary A, uh, a major game just went into early access on Steam that has gotten everyone excited, especially me. And we're going to give you our first impressions of it in a traditional the good and the bad. So we'll do a good thing and a bad thing about this game. It is undisputed. We'll talk about it right now. I've... oh uh, y- yeah, so the Bannerlord next week... I'm still running major wars in Bannerlord, and... There's a lot, still a lot left that I don't necessarily fully understand. Dwarf Fortress continues a pace for me, at least like about one hour a day, if not two hours a night. Um, Dwarf Fortress is one of the greatest games I've ever played. It's awesome. But, I've worked based with the feature. Remember, this is not a full review. This is our first impressions, but we've spent some time with this game. All right, so undisputed, the first really unbelievably unbelievably good boxing game in a long fucking time. Hit early access and it's available on Steam. It's 30 bucks. It's $29.99. The game isn't completely finished yet, hence the term early access. People seem to be treating it like this game should be already done. It It's not the, 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 the votes. We're going to do the tale of the tape. Uh, to borrow a phrase from Max Kellerman I miss Teddy Atlas so much I love Teddy Atlas I, oh, he's going to eat him up, he's going to eat him up like a little f- candy, he's going to eat him up yeah, that's where you're going to get destroyed the tail of the tape on Undisputed let's hear the bell Ivor oh you don't have a bell, right, fuck you Ivor You're fu- get out of here so here's the, we're going to do a good thing and then a bad thing. So it's going to go rapid fire back and forth because punches and bunches, baby, punches and bunches. We're going to talk the sweet science this week in detail about Undisputed, which is a major big fucking deal. If you like boxing and you've not heard of, and you like video games and you've not heard of Undisputed yet, which dropped for me, I never heard of it before it dropped into early access last week. I have seven, I, uh, I, six or seven hours. I got six hours in the game already. I played a. I played every weight class. I. 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 It's not a review. It's just a feature. I want to let you know what to expect. 
But before we even go into it, I should just say, if you like boxing and you like video games, you have to go get Undisputed. And at the worst case scenario, if you don't like it, you can you can fucking return it before you hit 20 hours and you'll get a full refund. Just that's the steam magic of steam, baby. Magic of steam. Living the dream. So let's go straight to the tape. The tail of the tape. What do we have, Max? Okay, so first off, in the good, one, the graphics are fucking awesome. They are they take photorealism in boxing to like a totally new level. Um it, it from like you know the fully recognizable facial characteristics of all of the real boxers there's only real boxers in the game we'll talk more about that as we go along um to like the, the incredible deformations cuts and bruising the surface stuff like as you hit as you land punches on someone's face they start to have intermediate swelling they get redder and redder you can see cuts as they open up on you know the forehead and the eye it's phenomenal. The level of detail is incredible. You can see the stubble on um, boxers' faces, even if they're clean, you know, clean shaved. Um, it's it's just it's really really impressive visually. Uh, the sweat and it just lots of detail. Now that's the good. The bad is not a lot of arenas in the game. There's not a lot of venues to fight in the game, which, as you know, is essential for boxing games. Um, and that, that of all the aspects of the game that feel the most like they're gonna, like, you know, it's like to be, not to be determined, but it's like, you know, coming soon, this makes the game feel a lot less finished than other aspects of the game make it feel, because the game does feel very polished. It does feel like it needs some work, though, and that's like the kind of the thread that we're gonna we're gonna try, we're, that's the needle we're gonna try to thread here with this first impressions, because a lot of people have said not a lot of people, the vast minority of people have said vast minority have said, oh god, don't get this game, it's not ready for Brian, blah 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 they're fucking idiots in my opinion, no offense to any of you if you do feel that or if you do come to decide to f- feel that way after you have an informed opinion either from this or from you know, buying the game and playing it yourself because, I mean, this game just blew my mind like, I, I, I logged, like under 20 minutes in the game, and I already posted a review, and I was like, yeah, I know this is early days, but oh my god, it's been over a decade since I played a boxing game that's this good. So, that that's bad. So, the arena, a lot, a lot of the arenas don't feel or look that great, or are finished. The ones with crowds, there's only one uh, that has, like, a full crowd, like a big Vegas-style arena. Um... And it looks great, and it feels good, and you have the the boxing, com- you have the, the play-by-play commentator, and then this uh, British guy. I don't know either of these two two announcers, but they're pretty good. They have you hear a lot of the same lines, but it's early days for this. To, you know, this is like this isn't like early early days. This is like exactly midpoint from my guesstimation as to where the development for this game is going to go. So yeah. If, but, like, I think the are- lack of arenas and a lack of places to fight in, I mean, there's like six, there's like four or three or five, somewhere in that range of different venues to fight in. But they, like, especially the gym ones, they don't look that great and they're empty. Like, they don't have a crowd and you don't have an announcer, which kind of makes it more intimate and kind of cool. It's how I actually prefer to fight. Um, but the crowds look good. All the graphic stuff looks good. Some of the arenas just don't have the kind of pop and sizzle that you would expect. Same thing with like uh, walking in. If there's like a walk in, like if you're playing at the WC arena, like which is like the big Vegas style arena, the walk ins, you don't have an entourage. You're just like in a concrete tunnel. It's really weird. And, you know, it's early access. What do you want? It will get better. Trust me. You don't make a game this good, as good as it is already release into early access and are not aware of the elements that, you know, you need to work on. And I, I really would like to know why they released it into early access. Uh, that's another bad thing, because I would like to know, just get a feel for where they are in the development process. But don't worry, as we go along this list, you will, you'll understand more and more about the character, tone and tenor, and feeling of the game. So, that's our bad. Next good one. 
The sense of raw fucking physical power and blinding speed that you get in this game. It brings out like all the fireworks. Like literally, like when you watch a boxing match, if you're a big fan of boxing, like I used to be, my first job was supposed to be as a boxing reporter. I was supposed to be the weigh-in guy, meaning like the monkey boy, but it was for our local paper. I happen to live in Las Vegas, so our local paper happens to be well, at the time, happened to be the sun for being the paper of record for all of major events in boxing in the entire fucking world, uh, if not just, you know, America and the West Coast, because all the major price fights, everything happened here. Um, until Don King basically ruined it for us. But anyway, I love watching boxing, and anyone who's watched a lot of boxing knows that the real awesomeness of boxing, the reason why they call it the sweet science, is that balance <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh man I was trying to swallow while you said balance and I oh god I might I might be dying greatest thing about boxing as a sport as it used to be uh, up until it's coming back now though it's coming back I think um, what makes a great fight a great fight is where both fighters use every tool that they have in every way possible to defeat the opponent and it goes the distance and it goes to the cards That's those are the greatest fights so what goes into that everyone's seen it like a very highly technical boxer who's afraid of getting hit by a more powerful opponent in the same weight class someone who is afraid of getting cornered you know you have these like dancing long drawn out dancing not much offense and a lot of trying to get away or clinching those are like those can be good fights like you know you watch Muhammad Muhammad Ali Ali is one of my all time favorite boxers my all time favorite boxer of all time is fucking Mike Tyson I will I will just come right out and say it. I mean, no one hit harder, no one was faster, no one was more precise, and if he hit you, it was like getting hit by a fucking truck. Like you're like there's a great comedian who had this joke about Mike Tyson cuz at one point in his career before um before everything went to shit, uh there was a standing offer. Mike Tyson will fight anyone who wants to fight him. Any you know any legitimate boxer for one million dollars, he will pay you one million dollars to fight him. Win or lose, you get a million bucks. And his comedian's joke was, "Yeah, well, he hits so fucking hard that they, as they're carting you out of the ring, you know, twenty seconds into the first round, you know, you're like, where's my money? Because like you're now like you're now infantilized, you're demi vegetableized by having your brain case knocked around like a." F- like a fucking egg in a fucking paint mixer filled with rocks and they could hand you two turnips and go oh here's your million dollars and you go oh thank you I have a million cause you you would be and they cart you off and uh, send you to like you know the the um, long term intensive mentally deranged parma punch fucked uh, ward of the hospital where you would spend all of those million dollars actually back then a million dollars would have gone you gotten you at least three years anyway so what are we talking about here all boxing games fall in one or two camps they either go for the simulation aspect of it or they go for the arcade aspect of it a boxing boxing as a sport is the great is so great because when I say use all the tools, I'm talking about both strategically and tactically. And then you have your own innate fucking not innate, because you've trained, you've developed these skills. You have your, And then you also have innate fucking physical prowess. You know, like any other fucking major athletic sport. You know, like... But a lot of everything in boxing can be learned and can be trained up to. You know, especially if you start at a certain age. And so, like, if your if your game is all about fucking speed, punches and bunches, winning on the cards, earning the judge's favor, not getting knocked down, 
being fast on your feet or being fast with your reflexes and being a counter puncher, which are kind of some of my favorite. And they, they overdo this in this game uh, in terms of the commentary. But man, the game really brings this out because what happens with those scenarios? A smart, astute fan of boxing, and especially of a fan of both fighters, someone who knows both fighters that they're watching, totally watches the, the, the rounds on a different level, and it is so visceral and so exciting to see, like, okay, well, alright, he's gotta go for the body, he's gotta go more, you gotta go to the body, he, if he doesn't go to the body, this guy's going to fucking chip away at you, and he's gonna get in one shot, and you're gonna be dropped, and it's going to be over. It's going to be over. You're going to knock your fucking head off. This guy hits too hard. You have to go to the body. You have to take his power away. You got to win on the cards for that. I also love fucking great. I, I, my, you know, I, my, my favorite modern fighter used to be Zab Judah. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. is fucking awesome as well. I mean, we can go through a whole litany of that. We'll, we'll cover that in a bit. But I just want to, as continuing this aside, so you have these two forces that are kind of working against each other. And that is the typifying quality, the leitmotif, the very structural foundation of all of boxing. It is the irresistible force meets the immovable object. And who will win? Which will win? Will the irresistible force move the immovable object? What's going to happen? Are they both going to explode? Or is it going to be a double knockout? What the fuck's going to happen? And Underneath that umbrella of you know these two fighters, it's one on one, mano y mano. Underneath that, then you have the tactical game, the strategic game. Underneath that, you have their innate gifts. Is this guy really fast? Is can this guy take a lot of beatings? Can this guy take a lot of punches? And can he hit hard enough to get you know fucking two knockdowns or TKO? Or is he just going to be taken apart? Is this just going to be a fucking bloodletting? Is this going to be a barroom brawl? Then on the other hand, you also have to like consider the the maturity and the mental... How, how, how big of a veteran is this guy? Has he only won by TKO? Has he ever been knocked out? How, you know, how... Uh, does he have... What, what, what's his corner like? Are they good? Are they bad? Who's trained him? What gym? You know, like, I mean, seriously, like, is, is he from nowhere? Is he from, you know, fucking Peatskill, Pennsylvania? Uh, you know, uh, uh, mixed boxing land? Gym open since 1999? Or is he from Johnny Taco's ringside gym out here in Vegas? Fucking legendary. Mike Tyson trained there. Um, you know, blah, 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 blah. What, what, what's his career been like? Where, where has he been? How many fights has he had? What's his power punch? What is his put away punch? What is, where is he, where is he, where is he really deficient? Can he, does he keep his guard up? His, can his guard be easily broken? How good's his stamina? How, how long can he stand there and throw punches, just burning, uh, swatting flies, just missing and missing him? How fast is he? Uh, what's his best punch? What's the punch that he can throw that, that, this guy will not see coming. What's the punch that this guy knows it to expect and look out for? Is he throwing that? Is he throwing it enough? How many punches is he throwing? How much offense is there? Is he clinching all the time? Is he hitting below the belt? Is he? Does he have problems with referees? All this shit is then multiplied in real time and at lightning fucking speed with catastrophic consequences for every decision every decision a boxer makes has fucking huge consequences and some people say that like you know 12 rounds 12 rounders are too long 10 rounders are too long whatever I want to see knockouts I want to see knockouts that's okay I mean I love knockouts I mean I, I love but I want I'm it's the same way I am with baseball I want a fucking evenly matched unbelievable battle with two guys who are as skilled as they can be I want to see Muhammad Ali fight Mike Tyson I want to see uh, Muhammad Ali fight uh, 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 Joe Frazier I want Joe Frazier I want to see Roy Jones I want to see Arturo Gotti I want to see I want to see them fight guys who exactly perfectly match them and I want to go to the distance I want to go to the cards and if there are any knockdowns at all I want them to be even 
and you know, blah, and I don't want any fucking controversy. I want the sweet science. I want fucking 1970s boxing back. Because that's like the golden era for my money of boxing. 80s and Don King, it's a golden era of prize fighting in the heavyweight fucking blah. Then in the 2000s, we had like a big rejuvenation for a moment before fucking Don King has ruined boxing hopefully it's coming back now, but that's one of the reasons why there's not many boxing video games uh, listen to the supplemental episode if you want to hear about the other games that I'm, you know, well here I'll just tell you, for me it was called Ready to Rumble, it wasn't called Knockout Kings, that's a correction from last from last week's supplemental episode, on the Dreamcast, one of the best arcade boxing games ever made, Mike Tyson's Punch Out on the NES, not bad, pretty good couple of arcade offerings that whose names I can't remember, but then there's Fight Night, which really stands out above everything else, but it was too, it was very much more geared towards a very simulation style type of fight, where it was more thinking about the strategic side than actually executing on like a lightning based second per second kind of thing, because it was just a slower game the real excitement in boxing is when both of those things are happening at the same time which is the same is true for defense and offense both of those things have to be happening at the same time when they are in balance tactical and strategic both have to be happening at the same time while you're fucking blocking and handling incoming fire and trying not to get your fucking face knocked off in the immortal words of Mike Tyson everyone goes into a fight having a plan till they get fucking hit in the face <laughs> how, how mentally prepared you know and how punchy are they how easily do they cut how good's their cut man all this shit plays out in these two minute rounds and like, oh it's so good, cause like, you can you can go into into uh, Undisputed like, you know, like I did for the first, you know, five hours of my games, cause I just love throwing punches in this game, it's just so much fun um you need that tactical and strategic sensibility but you also need those moments of blinding speed, of blinding raw power of cataclysmic oh okay he set him oh you're gone down goes Frazier and down goes Frazier you know like oh dropped him like a sack of hair he's not getting up you know or going to the cards and uh, so let's let's talk about because this is what this game does already so well that sense of raw physical speed uh, intense physical power. It brings out the fireworks, uh, you know, that that make up the excitement that is boxing. Why it is such a fascinating sport to watch, and why it's so awesome. Because it's not just the simulation side of it. It's not just the strategy and tactics side of it. It also completely has the speed and and excitement and power punches you know the real raw you know the stuff that like make athletes so great and boxers especially so phenomenal to watch um so we're talking about like punches and bunches uh giant combos and super satisfying ultra fast flurries uh and this goes across the board across all weight classes from heavyweight it's you know of course more more pronounced in the lightweights and featherweights and etc but like you know, even like the heavyweights, they, pl- well, we'll talk more about that later. So that's that's another good thing. Bad thing. Some of the animation blend trees, see, it, it, you know, moving from like throwing one punch while doing this one thing, kind of seem like they're a little roughed out right now. Like they're like kind of placeholdered. And they compensate for this pretty well, but they do it by, it seems like they're trying to do it by using camera effects and also rotating camera camera's a little too busy in general but I like kind of like the camera friend of the show and friend of mine Joe Webb said he was not a fan of the camera I kind of like the camera what I don't like is when it's kind of like going spastic you can't control it which is cool because like, it's the last thing I want to do um, you know I just, you know, fight a boxing match while trying to control the camera. I have both hands on the sticks here, bitch. You know, I, I don't have time for that. So, uh, camera effects to mask, it, it mask a few of the jankier transitions, and they do it well. Uh, there is nothing janky, like horrifically janky or bad looking in terms of the blend tree 
animations, the Jordan Messner style um, blend tree animations between one animation sequence, one animation cycle, and another. But um, it it does get a little busy. So now another good thing: offense is both strategic and tactical. Use your defense and offense. It forces you to use those two tools in very realistic ways. Meaning, if you don't really kind of know what the fuck why you're throwing a punch why you're throwing that punch you should really not throw that punch because desperation and panic you know even if you're getting the shit kicked out of you that's the surest way to fucking gas yourself it's all based on your stamina and throwing punches eats your stamina a lot throwing power punches just destroys your stamina and taking hits when your stamina is very low will reduce your overall stamina throughout the rest of the fight. It reduces your cap for your stamina. So eventually you're like only regenerating at half your stamina bar because you blew half of it by gassing yourself out, trying to go for a quick knockout, which you never got. And now you're going to die because all of a sudden everything can turn in undisputed, just like in every great boxing match I've ever seen. The thrill of it is this tightrope of you know that any punch that you take can be the fucking door that like seal that opens up to a gateway of hell that instantly seals your doom. You know, bam! Oh, I see stars and it's so purple. Oh, Tweety Birds! Ah, uh, someone's counting. I love counting. Count. Oh, look at these stars. They're pink and yellow and green. Uh, five? Five what? I see five stars. Oh, I'm supposed to get it. Oh, God. On one punch at the pivot, it's like just like a fucking bam. You get one big hit. And against the guy who is gassed and down goes Frazier. He's going down, motherfucker. Maybe he's going down for the count, but maybe maybe he's totally knocked out. You put together en- enough of those big connecting hits, either and, and all the punches work in the same way. You have hook and cross. Those are left and right on the up, left and right at a diagonal uh, on your right stick. And then... Uh, uppercuts are straight left and straight right and then uh, hooks are diagonals, both diagonals and these can be targeted towards either the head or the body at will, same buttons but anyway, so you you have to control yourself you have to discipline yourself to not throw too many punches and to like really have a conversation in boxing terms with the uh, with your opponent and so it's very realistic it has an overall feel that leans slightly towards the simulation side of it because it is a simulation in my opinion but the action is so tight and intense and so fast generally that it feels like an arcade uh, you know, arcade boxer like uh, Ready to Rumble or Knockout Kings. It's the sweet science, as insofar as I'm concerned. I don't know that I've played a better boxing game, maybe ever. This is preliminary, but blocks. That's a good thing. Bad thing. Blocking low and punching low, and especially trying to do either one of those things while combining with power punches. Because okay, so to to block low, you hold down the left bumper. Same way you hit low, which I don't like. When you hold down the left bumper, that means you're going to go for body blows. You're going to go for you know above the belt body blows. No matter what, you can even uppercut into the gut. Um, power punch, which can be applied to any punch at any time. Uh, you just need to have enough stamina to throw the punch. And to throw it effectively, the timing is very important for the power punches, and you don't want to ride the button. That is the right bumper. I don't know if it's my fucked up hands or what, because my thumbs are still very fucked up. I mean, they're incredibly fucked up right now. I gotta see a doctor. I have no money. Um, Holding down the left bumper and the right bumper to throw a power punch when you need your uh, left thumb on the left stick, that's how you weave, and if you click it down you, you can slip, you can slip punches that way, so you're holding on the left bumper, and let's say you're blocking, so that means you're holding on the right trigger, 
And let's say you're blocking low and you're, you know, kind of, you kind of have this guy, his, his sequence is a little bit timed out. And so you're blocking low and your head, which is letting go of the left bumper, and you want to throw a power counter punch to the body. That means you have to let go of the right trigger, hold down the left bumper, hold down the right bumper, and throw the punch using the right stick. It's cumbersome, and it feels cumbersome, and it looks cumbersome. Other people have gotten the hang of it a lot better than I have, but I've only spent six hours in the game, so blah, but power punches, it feels way less responsive on the controls, and it's difficult to execute, especially under pressure there's a lot, you should be able to do these things without having to think, once you know the controls you shouldn't have to think about them you should just be able to do them, because that's what you have to be focused on if you want to get good at the game so that's a bad thing great thing real licensed boxers, past, present uh, across all genders even, and weight classes, and eras um, they're all statted out and realistically uh, modeled, rendered, and rated with their fucking same fucking uh, style. And there's multiple different stances for every boxer. Like there's a, it's so cool. It's actually a really neat mechanic. They have this loose movement stance, which you do by pressing the up on the D-pad. That makes you basically drop your guard. Have you ever seen like a southpaw who has like a really low guard? when he's moving, because he's and he almost like sticks his face out there for you to hit him, well this is a double-edged sword for whoever does it, you move a lot faster in uh, any direction depending on how good your footwork and movement is as that fighter but you do, you also hit a lot harder, especially with your power punches, you can drop someone with a power punch and then like a, you fucking uh, a right cross that's all you need if you hit them from this stance but it's not a stance it's just loose movement because you can also go if your boxer has another stance you can go to southpaw style or whatever and they're all unique they're all from the real people Um, but when you're in loose movement it's also way easier to get your fucking head knocked off and it's oh curtains for you bedtime for Bonzo so but back to the realism and the real the real licensed boxers, Muhammad Ali is amazing, he's able to defend dodge slip and, and just mystifies he can escape from corners, he's like he is just fucking awesome, and his blocking is so good, it's very fast, responsive and tight, and uh, his weaving is phenomenal weaving is a great fucking thing in this game depending on your boxer uh, not depending on their weight class, but depending on the actual skills of the boxer. Every boxer is realistically rated, hundred point scale. Um, you know, Roy Jones Jr. feels like a fucking blazing tornado, a fucking ravenous pain that wants to just destroy. Um, you know, everything in between. Some of the heavyweights who are really, really good in the game feel like panthers and hit so hard and they're so fast, it's almost like Tyson-esque, it's fucking amazing it's really good, bad counterpoint to that there is no career mode in the game there is no create a boxer mode yet in the game and there's career mode these things are labeled as coming soon on the main fucking title screen so you know, they're really actively working. Those things are going to come. A change is going to come. There's no progressive out-of-the-ring training or strategy that's involved. Hence, you know, no career mode. Um, yet. And, uh, the only real thing that you can do in terms of playing the game right now in its current form is doing single bouts. Again, you, you pick a fighter, and then either you pick the other fighter or our last good thing about the game the game is great, by the way if you can't tell, we already went 20 minutes too long, last thing and then we'll get out of here online play for Undisputed is as good as single player there's no lag it's got fast matchmaking uh, great performance and is super fun to play also there are three daily challenges every day, which do have career rankings for you as a player, there are leaderboards for those, Um, there are also achievements that are enabled, so that's basically all you can, there's no career, there's no create a boxer yet career mode's coming, create a boxer's coming etc, but anyway 
don't listen to the naysayers. Even if you're if you like boxing at all, you gotta give Undisputed a try, even in early access, because we've waited a lot, we've waited over a decade for a boxing game this good, and it's surprising, because this, this is coming from a, a relative, relatively smaller developer, but they license all the boxers are real, and their likenesses are fucking pitch perfect and photorealistic, their behaviors and mannerisms, their uh, style of fighting, the way they move, the way they hit, and all of their relevant statistics are faithfully rendered in this game, which I have pegged as being finally like the one undisputed champion of boxing, I didn't. I didn't even mean to say that, uh, but like undisputed. Once it's fucking totally finished, I think it's going to be the greatest boxing game ever made. You know, that's a lot. There's a lot of maybes between now and actual out of early access release time, but it is a joy to play right now. And the graphics alone will just, you know, blow your mind and the the way the game feels overall is better than any boxing game I've ever played. Brings together Fight Night, the elements of Fight Night, the strategic elements of Fight Night with Ready to Rumble and Knockout Kings and stuff like that. Um, the more arcadey side, the action based elements of boxing and it's so much fun to play online it's so much fun to play against uh, the AI. The AI is it can be a little, little weird at times but and a little unfair, and on undisputed difficulty, all the game's gonna kick your ass. Cheers, we'll catch you next week. Later. Thanks for listening. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. The place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.